0: Hello, this is Anna from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 10th of September. India recorded 34,973 new COVID cases in the last 24 hours, pushing the infection tally in the country to over 3.31 crore. Today's count is 19.1% lower than yesterday's. With 260 deaths, the toll in the country rose to 4,42,009. All these figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. Of the new cases and deaths reported in the last 24 hours, Kerala yet again reported the highest number 26,200 infections and 125 deaths. According to Kerala's Health Minister Veena George, 90% of COVID deaths after 15th of June in the state were people who were unvaccinated and had comorbidities. Kerala was followed by Maharashtra which reported 4,912 and 55 deaths in the last 24 hours. Indian Council of Medical Research Chief Balram Bhargava said that COVID vaccine first dose has proved to be 96.6% effective and second shot provides 97.5% efficacy against fatality. In other news, responding to a question during a press briefing on the threat of children getting infected with schools now reopening, Member Health of the Niti Ayok, V. K. Paul, said that vaccinating children is not a condition for reopening schools. He said, and I quote, This criterion is not acceptable anywhere in the world. No scientific body. Epidemiological evidence suggests it as a condition. However, vaccination of staff is desirable. Unquote. Globally, according to Johns Hopkins University, COVID-19 has infected more than 223 million people, claiming the lives of over 4.6 million. An FIR was filed against AIMIM chief Asaduddin Oversee for supposedly vitiating communal harmony, violating COVID-19 norms by not wearing masks and not following social distancing. According to The Wire, Oasi has also been booked for making salacious remarks against PM Narendra Modi and Yogi Adityanath. The FIR was registered yesterday night at Barabanki Police Station after his party's rally. He has been booked under IPC sections 153A, Promoting Enmity on the Ground of Religion, Race, etc., 188, Disregarding Order of Public Servant, 269, Negligent Act Likely to Spread Disease Dangerous to Life, 270, Malignant Act of Spreading Infections of Disease and the Epidemic Act. According to Yamuna Prashad, superintendent of police Barabanki, Banki, alleged that the 100-year-old Ram Sanehi Ghat Mosque was razed by the administration and its debris was removed. Prashad said that OVC's statements were contrary to facts and he tried to vitiate communal harmony and incite feelings of a particular community. Planning to contest 100 seats in the upcoming U.P. Assembly polls, Ovaisee's party was on a three-day visit to the state. Yesterday, Owesi alleged that there have been efforts to turn the country into Hindu rastra ever since PM Modi came to power. While criticising Triple Talaq, he said, and I quote, BJP leaders talk about injustice against Muslim women subject to Talaq, but remain numb on the issue of the plight of Hindu women discarded by their men, unquote. Further attacking Modi, he said, and I quote, My bhabi, PM Modi's wife, stays alone in Gujarat, but nobody has an answer for her. Listeners, I would like to bring your attention to a grave problem that the state of Uttar Pradesh is grappling with currently. It is about a mysterious viral fever that has claimed over 50 lives of children so far. My colleague Ayush Tiwari investigated the cause behind these deaths. He visited Firozabad's Sudamanagar, the locality which is the worst hit by a dengue-like fever and is a case study of sanitary negligence and hasty cover-ups. A public health expert surveying Firozabad's affected localities told him that the debilitating state of sanitation in the city is the primary reason for the epidemic. To know more, read his detailed piece on our website. It is titled, Inside UP's Mystery Viral Outbreak, A Killer Cocktail of Open Rains and Dumps. Listeners, at News Laundry, we not only make it a point to hit the ground and do such ground reports, but we also host a series of podcasts, conduct interviews, and a lot more. One of our initiatives is NLDS, a subscriber-only virtual space where our subscribers get to interact with distinguished guests. This week, we are hosting singer and songwriter Vishal Dadlani. We will talk about his life and work what's happening in Bollywood, music, politics, and a lot more. But the event is only open to subscribers. So if you want to avail and enjoy such opportunities, be a part of our family. Subscribe to us today. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of our homepage. Our lowest subscription starts at Rs 300 a month only. The Congress today distends itself from any committee investigating the 11th August chaos in the Rajya Sabha. In the ruckus, opposition MPs and security staff jostle with each other, leading to allegations of assault on women members and an abrupt end to Parliament's monsoon session. According to NDTV, Congress leader Malikar Junkharge, Wrote to Rajya Sabha chairman Venkia Naidu, claiming that the investigation is an attempt to silence and bully MPs about their protest and people's concerns. Therefore, they are against setting up a committee. Sources told NDTV that at least 17 other opposition parties will write similar letters to Mr. Naidu, refusing to nominate any party member. They also added that an extensive list has been submitted of those opposition MPs whom the government claims incited the ruckus. The list included names from the Congress, the Trinamool Congress and the Shiv Sena, as well as some from the Left and the Arm Admi Party. On 11th of August, opposition MPs were seen climbing official tables, waving black flags and snatching and throwing files and documents during discussion on the protest against the farm laws. The opposition MPs had stalled every session of Sabha raising issues from farmers' protest, Pegasus spyware, and hike in fuel prices. Tension erupted after the government passed the insurance bill and the opposition MPs marched on the well of the House, creating chaos. Expressing distress, Naidu slammed the sacrilege and violation of the Temple of Democracy. West Bengal Chief Minister Mamata Banerjee filed her nomination for the by-election to the Bhavanipur seat today. Bhavanipur and two other constituencies will go to polls on 3rd of September. The counting is slated for October 3. The BJP fielded lawyer Priyanka Tibrewal against the Chief Minister today. According to NDTV, Tibrewal is a legal advisor of former Union Minister Babul Supriyo. She joined BJP in 2014 and had contested in the last Bengal election but lost to her Trinamool Congress rival Suvendu Adhikari in Nandigram. The party also picked Milan Ghosh for some Seerganj and Sujit Das for Jangipur constituencies. Mamata Banerjee, the three-time chief minister, will need to win Bhavanipur bi to retain the top post. One person was killed and seven injured in a blast at an illegal firecracker manufacturing unit in Thailpatti in Virudhunagar district of Tamil Nadu today. According to the New Indian Express, the deceased, identified as 60-year-old Shanmug Raj, was taken to Sivakasi Government Hospital, where he succumbed to his injuries. The unit was involved in making firecrackers ahead of the Deepavali festival. As manufacturing was underway, the friction between chemicals mixing caused the incident. Earlier in June this year, four persons, including a pregnant woman and a child, died in a similar fire blast in the same village during illegal cracker manufacturing at Kalaik Nagar Colony. Multiple victims were reportedly shot in southern Illinois late Thursday afternoon. Reuters reported that three suspects who crashed their getaway vehicle into a passenger train remained on the loose. According to K-Move TV. The St. Clair County Sheriff's Office said that the suspects shot multiple people in East St. Louis. The police said that the shooting suspects tried to outrun a Metrolink train at a nearby crossing and their vehicle was struck. Police were searching for the suspects in a wooded area. A wildfire that kept advancing through forest land in southern Spain and prompted the evacuation of nearly 1,000 residents claimed the life of one firefighter on Thursday. According to news outlets, the deceased, a 44-year-old, perished as a result of burns caused by the flames. Authorities said that he was a part of the crew of nearly 300 firefighters working on the ground and helped by 29 planes and helicopters. The blaze in the mountain range of the Malaga province broke out late on Wednesday and grew fanned by winds of up to 50 km per hour with shifting directions. The smoke also led to the closure of some 14 km on the AP-7, a major motorway. At least two smaller roads remained closed. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow.